What made me first suspect Joe was that he knew more than an innocent person should have known. I suspected Irene the moment I heard the fireman's testimony. The apparently unimportant fact that I Grace suspected had... I suspected the postman after... Listen to radio's newest, most interesting and thrilling program, Suspicion. Somewhere in the drama about to be presented is a seemingly unimportant fact. A hidden clue that first cast suspicion on the ultimate culprit. Listen carefully to this thrilling series. Test your powers of observation and deduction and find the hidden clue. Maybe a single line, a sound, perhaps a complete scene. All names and characters depicted in this story are fictitious. Any resemblance to persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. And now, the double cross. Late one evening in June, a powerful motorboat showing no lights enters the harbor of a city on the Pacific coast, proceeds cautiously toward an abandoned wharf. Standing next to the helmsman, an attractive woman in her middle twenties talks in guarded tones to a slim, nervous man sitting in the after section of the cabin. Got everything straight, Eddie? Yes, sure. Five tins for Jack, five for Maisie. I take five and five for you. Okay. No, Rose, I kind of think the boss has gone nuts. We've been lucky bringing in $20,000 loads of dope, but 50 grand? Ah, uh, that's a big order. Dangerous. Why don't you find the big boss and tell him he's wrong? If I knew who the brain really was, I'd be getting more money for my work. You better take the dough you're getting and shut up. Maybe. Say, you know the brain, Rose? No, who does? He's smart. I'm letting anyone know him. But I've been told he's okay if you play ball. But if you don't... Yeah, I get the general idea. Well, there's the signal. Cut out on the feet, Pete. We're coming in. Okay. Sure hope them guys is better with the boat hook than they was the last time. Ah, quit keeping. Shut up, both of you. There's a cop hanging around and he hears you. If a cop sticks his nose in, he'll get a snoot full of lead. Cops ain't bulletproof. That mug takes off more. I can't stand to do it, Eddie. Keep your shirt on. Here's a bundle of five. Hands up, the one out of you. Get your hands up, miss. Take this, cop. Here's the rest of the dope now. Let's get going. Tim Hogan's going to live. He isn't able to tell much, but he says there were at least five people on the wharf last night. Dope smugglers, eh, Chief? Right. A small gang, but one with a real brain detecting it. The federal men have been after it for some time. But last night, they shot up one of our men, and that brings us into the case. We'll work with the feds, of course, but don't forget Tim Hogan. How about throwing out a net and grilling everyone? No, not this time, George. The federals believe we're up against a mob that handles nothing but dope. We'll have to rely on stool pigeons and undercover work for a lead. But most of our regular stoolies are known. Well, get some petty cooks then. Hello? Uh, Miss Nellie Jones is here, sir. Send her in. You boys remember Nellie, don't you? Sure. Has she been shoplifting again? I haven't heard anything against her. Hello, boy. 
Hello, Nellie. What can we do for you? Oh, Tim Hogan. Well, the doctor will be all right in a couple of months. Uh, why? Well, quit giving me the fishy eye, Chief. I've been on the level for the last six months, Well, see? you haven't had any complaints against him, Nellie. Well, you would have if it wasn't for Tim. I ain't naming the store, see, but I tried my hand again, and I guess I was out of practice too long because Tim Hogan seen me. Instead of arresting me, he fixed it up with a store manager, and, well, Tim's the right guy, see? What's your deal, Nellie? Say, you guys are awful slow on the upbeat. Okay, Nellie. But you know what often happens to stool pigeons. We're up against a tougher gang than usual. But if you want to take the chance, we won't forget, Nellie. But remember, we're trusting you. One slip and... Did you bring the junk with you? Maybe. Here's 20 bucks. Four, five bucks, just like you said. Aren't you hitting the needle pretty hard? That's my business, see? Keep your shirt on, sister. What's your racket? Say, I, uh... You wouldn't be alive if you'd used all the cocaine I told you two days ago. Well, a couple of friends, uh, yeah, friends wanted some, and I... Oh, you sold to them, eh? Well, ain't nothing wrong in that, is there? <laughs> Don't get frightened, honey. Have you got lots of... Friends? Yeah, but I'm not telling you. You what... play ball with me, honey, and maybe I can get you a job peddling junk. How about it? Mm, sounds okay by me. Be at the address on this card at ten o'clock tomorrow morning. That's one thing, baby. Behave yourself, or you'll wind up in the bay, floating face down. <laughs> Hello. Nothing new today, Chief, but I think I've gotten as close to the gang as possible. Yes? Nobody knows who brings the junk in or who to bring. Are you sure? Yeah, looks like we're stymied. Well, the only thing to do is keep trying. How are you fixed for money? Well, I need 200 as soon as I can get it. Right, we'll mail it tonight. Well, there's nothing to do but play along with her, I guess. Or else raid the apartment on Main Street and try to sweat the truth out of the big peddlers. Maybe we'd better string with Nellie. The man we've had tailing her for the last six weeks gives her a clean bill and... Her story's the same as our man's, Billy Peston's. He's worked his way up as Hal Richards to the top of the dope peddlers, too. Well, then keep your fingers crossed for a decent break soon, George. Late the following afternoon. Hello? Five tins of cocaine today, Chief. The package was left in the hall outside the apartment. What time? Well, between half past ten and noon. I wasn't there when they found it. Anything else? Did you get the money okay? Yeah. One of the fellas has asked me out to dinner tonight and then to a party. Who? Oh, Hal Richards. Okay, keep your eyes open. You know where to get in touch with me. What's up, Chief? George, suppose that Nellie is the brain of the gang we're after. Tim Hogan says there was a woman at the dock when he was shot up. I'm wondering if she's the brain and knows that Billy Peston is Hal Richards. Probably he spotted her as the brain and that... More likely, she's the brain and has learned that Hal Richards is a cop. Hello? This is Smokey Joe, Chief. Oh, hello, Smokey. How's business? I got some news to shop. Uh Uh-huh. Does you good, give me 50 bucks. If it don't, then you don't owe me nothing. Well, what is the news? I'll pay if it's good. Okie doke. Now get this straight. I overheard you guys talking, see? One of them tells the other that a boatload of dope is going to be brought at night and landed at the old swimming club. You got that? Yeah, old swimming club at the foot of Catalina Street, eh? What time? No, I didn't ask, Chief. But, but don't forget the 50 smackers if the tip's okay. So long. Uh, wait a minute, Smokey. Hello. Hello. Uh, I guess that was all I knew, George. But it's plenty. Get 20 of our best shots. Phone the Bay Patrol boat. We'll give those smugglers a real welcome home party. The boys are all set, Chief. We'll wait till the shipment has been transferred to the dock. Is the police boat standing by on the other side? Yeah. It'll close in when you give the signal. Good work, George. Wait till that mug has both feet on the dock. Watch it. There they are now. 
on all sides, boys. Put them up. Play that, Copper! Let him have it, George. Right. Where are these narcotics going? I don't know. Where are you taking it? I tell you, I don't know. Oh, all right. I suppose the jig is up. We bring it in and run an ad in the newspaper and... What kind of an ad? Oh, in the top columns. Then we get a letter from the brain saying how he's to deliver. But days later, we get our money. Sounds screwy to me, Chief. How come you didn't double-cross the brain, sister? Wake up floating face down in the bay. That'll be a sap all your life, copper. But as for who the boss of this racket is, you got me, pal. Three minutes later, while questioning Rose Blair at the police station. It won't get you anywhere, Rose, saying you don't know the brain behind the narcotic ring. If you turn state's evidence. Hello? It's me, Chief. Billy Peston. I'm at 219 and a half Longfelt Drive. I. I just killed the brain behind the narcotic smuggling gang. Good. We'll be right over. Nice going, Billy. Nice going. Where is he? He? It was a she. What? Yeah, a woman. Come along, I'll show you. I thought there was something unusual in this racket all along. Well, there she is. Well, what do you know about that, George? Nellie Jones. You said there was something screwy about her turning stool pigeon chief. How did it happen, Billy? Well, I asked her up here for dinner in order to get her away from the others. I had a hunch she was the brain. After we got here, she asked for a glass of water and... Like a sucker, I went into the kitchen to get it. And she started shooting as you came back, eh? Yeah, that's, that's right. Had her gun out and ready. But she fired a couple of times before I got her. Well, any one of your shots would have killed her, Peston. She must have been dead before she hit that floor. Well, it looks like we've rounded up the whole gang tonight. Yeah. She she kept her gun in the coat pocket, George. Yeah. Look, let's get out of here, will you? I, I feel kind of... Well, you know how it is. Sure we do, Billy. Yeah, I should think you would feel nervous. After murdering this woman, what? keep your hands still. Are you crazy? Listen, you're under arrest for the murder of Nellie Jones. Good Lord, man. You, you remember the description Rose Blair and Eddie gave? They never the... saw me. They didn't know I was the head of... They didn't know you were the brain of the racket, eh? Huh. I was hoping you'd get rattled enough to make a slip like that. I feel sorry for you, pal. It may hang you. following conversation took place immediately after Billy Preston had been booked for the murder of Nellie Jones. Yes, Chief. Preston knew that criminals make mistakes. Clever though he was, he thought he might have made one. The fear that trapped him. Not only fear, George, it was you. I must have been blind not to have noticed... Ladies and gentlemen, did you discover the hidden clue that caused George Phillips to suspect Billy Preston as the murderer of Nellie Jones and the brain of the narcotic smuggling ring? If you did, write to this station and tell us the hidden clue you found. And to check your power of observation and deduction, listen for the correct hidden clue in this story the next time we present Suspicion. Suspicion.